The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the black community stands right now. From stories about salvation and loss. I loved a person who had an HIV diagnosis. To dreams achieved. Or yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. I sat down with a therapist and I began my journey. To those left behind. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. I'm back, Rashawn McDonald. I'm back. I'm back to ch- I could say I'm changing the world, but I'm just one person. And they say, well, one vote makes, can make a big difference in, a, in an election. I've discovered that. I'm a person who does vote. But we're talking about money-making conversations. We're talking about how you how I can motivate you with information. Because that's what this show is all about, information. Information that allows you to consume it. You can call in on this show. I have a number that you can call in. Please use it. You can call while I'm talking to my guests. That's the whole part of the show. It's a live show. And it, 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 it's about the community and uh, the popularity has been based on the fact that they stopped the music, allowed me to bring these guests on the show. There are these are successful people, people who are telling their stories and not letting anything stop them from achieving their dreams. Because I recognize that we all have different definitions of success for you. It may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and really start living your own. People always talk about their purpose or gift, not gifts, gift. If you have a gift, leave with your gift and don't let your friends, family or co-workers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My guests today are Jackson Dunbar and Tracy Hudson, and we'll be discussing how to overcome the odds in life. Let's get going. Let's get rolling. My guest is Jackson Dunbar. Life was almost perfect for social entrepreneur Jackson Dunbar, the founder of the WellMed Foundation and WellMed Atlanta, a privately owned psychiatric medical firm. It seemed that everything was going extremely well until a tragic car accident nearly took his life. Thankfully, he lived. But he lost his quality of life as chronic pain made it impossible for him to walk normally, play with his kids, or even hug his wife. In his tell-all book, Race Matters in Pain Medicine, Jackson Dunbar Esquire gives a first-hand account on how he made money, lost 90 pounds, and thrived in chronic pain. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Jackson Dunbar. Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Uh, I read the book. I, I got the book. I'm going to let you know I got, I got it. And I, I, uh, it's a, it's a good read, first of all. And, but it was an I honest, it. it was an honest book, man. Wow. Let's, let's talk about, first of all, how are you doing now physically? Physically? Um, what? Today was an okay pain day. Um, as a chronic pain patient, we're on medicine that, that really impairs our cognitive functions. So I think today what it was okay. So you're saying even today you have to deal with pain? Yes, yes. I, yes, I had that accident back in 2015, 2015. right? Yes, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So for the last eight years, I've been doing the dance with chronic pain. And yes, um, I had to learn how to manage it, uh, I, which was one of the reasons why um, 
I wrote my book, mm-hmm. I was fortunate. I had resources and so could put together a team that could, that could teach me how to manage the pain. And a friend suggested that I write a book because most people aren't as fortunate um, to have those sort of resources. Well, you know, and let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about. Let's go back because I don't want I don't want to leave anybody in the dark about how this happened. You know, you were just a short scenario. You your son was in the back seat. You were driving your father who who had passed away, gave you his 2004 BMW. He said, if you want to look successful, you need to drive successful. It was one of the things. And you was making a turn. Now the story is yours. Tell us what happened. Yes, yes. Um, I closed the biggest deal of WellMed Atlanta. Uh, We're a group of child and adolescent psychiatrists here in Atlanta. And I just closed the biggest deal of our company's history. Uh, 40% margins. In fact, I was... Telling my wife, hey, Big Daddy's coming home. Make sure, um, make sure you're ready. <laughs> uh, all I had to do is take my son to a soccer game, and we'll go from there. And I took him to a soccer game, and someone ran a yield sign. Uh, and, yeah, it was like a tale of two different um, uh, worlds. Um, let's see. They were running to me. Uh, my son would be okay, thank God. He would end up playing soccer. Mm-hmm. A couple of days later, me, not so much. I would have dozens of back procedures, a botched back surgery, and in the end, I uh, was diagnosed with having permanent nerve damage, which would cause chronic pain for the rest of my life. But let's talk about what happened at the accident, you know, because this young lady, she was five foot seven, and your book says she was white, and you were dealing with pain. And when people showed up, no one paid attention to you, they only paid attention to her. What was your thoughts on that? Because you, you explained about it. You explained it in your book. Well, it was weird because I was more concerned about the smoke uh, and the pain that I was in and just thinking, God, my son was fine. It was my son that 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 saw that. He's he's very insightful. And after the fourth or fifth car went by and they kept asking her um, if she was okay and said nothing to us, my son said, so why is that? Uh, why uh, she caused the accident? You know, why aren't they asking if we're okay? And that was on the side of the road. I had to have a, a talk every black man has to have with his son about racism. You know, we tried to shield our kids from that, but I had to have a frank discussion about how society, for the most part, protects white women and not so much us. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And it was a real. How did he take that conversation? I know he was young, but how did he? What What did he consume, or what did he take away from that? Because I know you was trying to be polite in your conversation, and because you was already trying to shield him, but he asked a question that you didn't expect to be in the situation to respond, but you had to respond. Yeah, yeah, I did. And it, it, yes, I did, I did respond, and what I and the way he responded was, he said, "Okay." I mean, I mean, my son's one of these kids. He's really thoughtful and he listens mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that was his awakening of the racism that we have in our society. Right. Um, in, in, in fact, um, there were times when he yelled. And, I mean, he and I were very physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to bike to Stone Mountain and back. I would have him on the back. I would have him on the back of my bike. Uh, we were running together, and all that was gone. Um, he was really angry um, at, at the woman for causing the accident and for taking his father away. Um, it was a real trying time, um, those first few years after the accident. Well, you know, I I, I had a my lung collapsed when I was in uh, Los Angeles, and I stayed in the hospital oh, 30 so days. Well, you know, just, just, I, I can relate in some ways to your chronic pain. I remember when I was in the hospital, um, they gave me a morphine drip because the pain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if anybody been in a hospital situation, you you press the button if you have pain. Of course, after a while, okay. it will stop giving you the drug. Otherwise, you right, right. become addicted to it. But you're still pressing. You're still pressing because the pain didn't go right. away. And so, so that experience of frustration because I know it was at least three times I was checking out of the hospital and I had to go back in because my lung recollapsed. Here okay. you are in your life, 2015, roughly eight years later, you're still dealing with a pain that due to my physical blessings, 
I am not dealing with. But I know that pain. That pain, when you have a machine over there, there's a drip, morphine drip. When they give you that machine, they know you are in pain. And so you're telling me that you hurt your back, correct? Yes, sir. And so we all know when you hurt your back, you realize how powerful or how important your back is. Getting out of bed, walking, just uh, lifting things. How did that, your whole physical life had turned upside down, correct? Yeah, yes. And it's, there were times, especially when they took the pain medicine away. Right. That I I couldn't even make it up the stairs of my home. Mm-hmm. Um, I would collapse because my the left side of my body is weaker than the right, and I just collapse just from the weight of my body. Um, I would be on the floor, and my kids would come looking at me, and I would have to lie to them and say I wasn't in pain, and they were looking at me like I was nuts. Um, and and it's like, why is it that no one and no one would give me more meds? And it was weird because at the time, um, I thought I was going. I thought I was going nuts. Uh, and you're right. You can't play with your kids. Um, you can't use the restroom. You can't. Um, yeah, all the simple things like cutting the grass. You know, I used to do all the driving when we went on trips. Right. You know, I could barely get in the car now. Right. So this was a real paradigm. This was a whole paradigm shift from from my entire family. Let's let's talk about this because, you know, the whole thing about uh, I'm working on a big project and it's tied to uh, sickle cell. And um, one of the things that people who have sickle cell, you know, they go to the hospital in a crisis, you know, a lot of doctors or hospitals don't want to give them medicine or drugs to reduce the pain because they look at them as drug seekers. That's a yeah. term that you use in your book that people perceived you when you complain about your back that they questioned your pain and saw you as a black man, a drug seeker, correct? That's what you said in your book. Yes, um, exactly. And, and it's weird because it wouldn't matter. And, and, and it's weird because if I look at my background, um, I'm a job creator here in Atlanta. Uh, I also have um, a law degree and an MBA uh, from, a, from a top tier school. And none of that mattered. None of it. No. <laughs> uh, okay, and not only that, not only that, I had I had images from an MRI and an EMG, which stated, "Hey, this guy has permanent nerve damage in his spine." Yet they still wouldn't give me the medication. Uh, they still thought I was pain seeking, and I thought it was crazy. And then one day, you know. I decided to get my head around it and see if this was happening to other people. Right. And I'm telling you it is, especially in sickle cell patients. Yes. And that's sad. Now, now Jackson, because in your book, you know, you, you talk about uh, the whole, it's a crisis you're under. You know, like I said, mine was 30 days. And, of course, when I got out of the hospital, I had to have re- rehab and recovery. And eventually I recovered from that. But I always remember that that crisis, you know, the inability to control your destiny. Because you're a very confident man, very successful man. Then all of a sudden you put in a physical crisis. You can't even play with your kids. You can't even get out of bed. Your wife probably has to assist you uh, doing normal things. If something drops on the floor, you can't reach down and pick it up. Uh, it starts to question the term being a man in a, in a, in a relationship. What is your role? How did you deal with that? Um, to be honest, that was tough. Um, my father, my father, like many men of this generation after Vietnam, um, got married, had kids. Right. He, he always stressed to me and my brother that we should go out, have our fun, get educated and we shouldn't be, and we shouldn't get married to we're able until we are able to buy our own home. Okay, and that's what I did. I bought a four-bedroom um, condo fixer-upper, and then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get married. And right. so when I get married, it's, hey, I'm the man um, I'm supposed to produce. That's how I judge myself. And so um, thanks be to God, uh, I was able to do all of that. And then all of a sudden, they have all that taken away. It was without a doubt one of the saddest points of my life. Now, you know, here's the thing. I'm talking to Jackson Dunbar. His life changed, ladies and gentlemen. It changed. An accident, a car accident. Fortunately, fortunately for him, his son was safe and was unharmed. But his life changed. 
and another person caused that change. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the insurance companies now, because that's another game he had to deal with that black, white game that we always have to deal with who's going to pay and how much they're going to pay and how he had to approach dealing with those issues. All this is in his book, made money, lost 90 pounds and thrived in chronic pain, race matters and pain medicine by Jackson Dunbar Esquire. We'll be right back with more money making conversations. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week I sat down with comedian, actress, writer, and producer of the new HBO Max comedy special, Fighting Words, Ida Rodriguez. She shares how, through her comedy, she talks about uncomfortable things in order to heal. I grew up in the inner city of Miami. Part of what we used to do when we were kids, we used to crack on each other. People call it joning. And when I realized that what we were doing was processing our pain through laughter, that I decided when I started writing comedy, I would just channel that and say, how do I approach talking about sexual abuse? It happens so much in our communities. So I sat down and I just made a decision that I was going to talk about the things that were uncomfortable because it helped me also heal. If you want to listen to this full interview with Ida Rodriguez, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. I'm talking to a successful man, an entrepreneur, whose life was turned upside down in 2015 when a car accident um, changed him physically, changed the way he approached life, changed his relationship with his child, changed the relationship with his wife, changed the relationship with his friend. More importantly, changed how he looked at life because of his race. He was being treated differently. He's being treated. He was treated differently at the accident. He's being treated differently when he tried to seek medical care. He treated differently when the drugs that he was requested were being denied to him. When all the at what point in this whole game? Because it's a game. It's a game of race, Jackson Dunbar. That you felt you needed to fight back. Um, I think the first time the insurance company tried to uh, low bid me. Um, and, um, and, and, and working in mental health, um, I, I know, I know the insurance game is about time value of money. The longer they can hold, um, we, we pay our insurance pay, payments every month with the expectation that if something happens, <laughs> yeah. the insurance company will pay up. Yeah. That, that false expectation, you know, cause they have the little rules. They pay this, but they may not pay that, you know, but they don't tell you all those minor details. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so what ended up happening was after I got a low bid from the car insurance company, after the um, health insurance companies um, started denying claims, um, I realized, hey, you know what? I got a, I got this legal mind, even though my body isn't where it should be, I should be able to use that. So what I did was... Um, but the insurance company, I found my lawyer, uh, or I found a lawyer who I thought could help me win a case against um, someone who lived in who lived in Cobb County. Now, now um, the thing about the person that hit me, she took ownership. Um, she's what we would call a good defendant. Mm-hmm. Uh, people wouldn't necessarily throw the book at her. In fact, they probably feel sorry for her because of because of what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I needed someone that could win given that sort of environment. So I went and did that. Then also, I know how the insurance company played. I, I, um, health insurance companies typically deny one or two times. There are these things called coordination of benefits, and, with, and, it's what peop, and it's what the insurance company sends you, and it basically shows what the insurance company pays and then what you pay. So most people don't look at that right. until they get a bill. When I got it and saw that the insurance company denied the claim, I called them, hey, what's going on with this? You approved it. Um, they sent it back a month later, and then they approved it, but they approved it out of network. People with insurance know if you're seeing the provider out of network, you pay more money. And, and and it took three different times. And then finally, with the end of the But all this while, you're in pain, right? You're in pain. All this while, I'm in pain. Okay. And I'm like yelling at people. It's a funny story. Um, you know, my kids were telling me I was yelling and cussing a lot because of the pain. And <laughs> I said, okay, for every, okay. So they wanted to do a swear jar. I'm like, fine. 
So one day, I'm yelling at the insurance company. My daughter's there. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm making money. Because she's writing down all the times. I'm like yelling and swearing at the insurance companies because I knew the tactics. Um, by the third time, they paid for it. Uh, they, uh, let's see. Um, they paid for it. It was in network. Everything was good. And that took about four months. Um, normally, that process can go on at least a year because it may take you four or five months to really look at your EOB and then trying to figure out what's going on. Um, typically, most people get the bill, and by then, yeah, you're going you're gonna to be fighting the insurance company for months. Um, the car insurance company, yeah. Now, that, now, there that, was two car insurance you were dealing with. You were dealing with her car insurance, and you had to deal with your car insurance, right? Because her car insurance right. would only pay so much. Then you had to wind up fighting with the very car insurance that you were pay, making these monthly payments to have insurance. Yes, I did. And, and, and my, and my, my attorney at the time was funny. He said, you know what? Um, okay. Her car insurance is going to pay your car insurance company is known for snake like behavior. So what you're going to have to do is trust me. And, but the thing about it, Jackson is that you are a great plane. What do you mean? I mean, well, Hey, listen, you got a law degree. You're well-spoken. Um, you're a married man, you're a family man, you're a business owner. I love, I love people like you. All you got to do is go in there and impress them. And, and I tell people when you, when you go to these depositions, you know, um, uh, make sure you're clean cut, uh, make sure you got, uh, you, you're, you're wearing nice clothes. And, and and make sure you take the time to frame the narrative so that the lawyer on the opposing side realizes that, hey, you know what, we got to write this person a check or we're going to lose. And that was something they taught me in law school years ago. Right. Something I've learned closing deals, um, uh, closing deals as a businessman here in Atlanta. You know, what amazes me the most about this conversation, Jackson Dunbar, is that we, you know, Success is supposed to make your life easier. And we know what you're talking when they're, when they're insinuating about people who aren't married or people who have lesser education, how they get treated. That's all he's saying is that, yes, you're, you're, and that's where race comes into play, how people can stereotype you. And I've been stereotyped all my life because I'm black. I've been t- stereotyped because of the color of my skin, buying houses or or getting my houses appraised. I've been stereotyped. You know, you've read the stories. People have brought in, changed their photos and in the house to white people or and had uh, act like they didn't live there and they, their appraisals were higher when they when in those situations. You know, but as a person who battles and still in chronic pain, because you got up to almost three hundred and fifty pounds in weight when yeah. I read in the book and. And you yeah. lost 90 pounds on the process because the, the, a young man, I shouldn't say he was in the 70s, told you you're going to die if you don't lose this weight. And it all happened because of an accident. Um, uh, yes, indeed. And, and, and that doctor really changed my life. He was an Emory doctor, 70 years old, uh, former paratrooper, believe it. He and I used to box, so we had a lot in common. Um, he had what I call an affinity. We had an affinity. We had an affinity with each other. And I tell people, if you don't have an affinity with your doctor, you're not going to get the type of treatment that you need. And he asked me if you could swim, and I'm like, uh, yes. But how am I going to swim without my lower body? Well, just use your arms. Like, okay, cool. So I'm a member of the Way Walker YMCA, uh, and started swimming in that pool. And you know what? At 350, big big gut, uh, going out there, I had I had 60 year old women swimming around me, splashing water <laughs> in my face, looking at me as if I was some kind of whatever. So and, you were 350 pounds. How, how tall are you? How tall are you? I'm six one. You six one three. So you you carrying a lot of space out there. Six one three hundred fifty yes, pounds. Yes, yes. So you walk into out there. So 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 it's, it's like you know. You're a big guy coming in, and I remember when you you realized that drugs have value. When I say drugs have value, when you went cruising and you left your drugs into in your uh, cabin, and they were stolen. Yes, 
So you got educated on that end too. You got educated by these women swimming around you at 350 pounds. The 70 year old guy tells you, if you don't lose weight, you're going to die. You go cruising and they steal your, your medicine. Yes. Yes. And, and, and that, and we, and, and that was bad because my, uh, my meds got stolen day one on a seven day cruise and, and the doctor on that ship wasn't like anything on the love boat. And, um, he didn't, he didn't believe me that, um, I needed the meds. He gave me ibuprofen. I'm like, God, that's not going to do anything. He wouldn't write a script. Okay. For anything. He, he gave you ibuprofen <laughs> in replace of the medicine that you actually needed. Yes. And, and you know, and here's the thing. My wife is a medical doctor. Right. And tried to talk to the person, doctor to doctor, and and still, he, and still, he basically threw us out of his office. Wow. I couldn't believe it. And this is on the cruise ship. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's hard to have a bad time on a cruise, <laughs> and I found out how to do it. Well, you but know, that you... taught me a good lesson. No matter where I go, I lock up my meds. They always stay with me. Well, uh, this is true. A lot of people don't understand that other people, what you might consider regular, might have value, street value. And that's what you discovered, that your drugs had street value. And so that's yes. the guy, the, the the porter in your room said he accidentally threw it away, but he probably stole it because he can actually go out there and make money with it. But, you know, as, as, we, clo- as we close this, as, you know, this book was rather fascinating to me. And I, you know, I know you do. I know you're a successful entrepreneur and uh, and especially in the uh, WellMed Foundation and the WellMed Atlanta, a privately owned psychiatric medical firm. As, as we close this out, because we've just been talking about physical, we've just been talking about the physicality of what you couldn't do. How did that impact you mentally? Uh, I think, now that was, a, now it did. Um, and, and a lot of that is because I think we as black men were raised that real black men don't need therapy. In fact, that's my favorite chapter in the book. And there are 50 million chronic pain patients out there. And, and what I say is that if you, don't have, um, if you don't have a good mental health team, a good psychologist and psychiatrist that specialize in pain management working on you, um, then your life, you won't be able to reclaim your life. And, and that's hard for us. And I own, a psychiatric, I own a psychiatric consulting firm. I have psychiatrists all around me. All of them were saying, hey, listen, you need to see someone. And I wouldn't believe it. Right. And, and it wasn't until what? Um, what? Um, took my daughter, I took my daughter to the hair store and the person there was really rude. I started yelling at them and then my daughter ran away. She was afraid of me. Wow. And, and, and that was, that was maybe what, four years into this odyssey. And at that point I got a good mental health team. And what the psychiatrist was able to do was fascinating. She basically, what happens is that you may have a pain management doctor, you may have an internist, you may have a urologist and a few other folks, and all of them are giving you different medications. So by the end, you could be taking 15 to 20 pills a day, two, three times a day. So what the psychiatrist was able to do was actually go through all the medications and say, okay, that was making you crazy. That was making you gain weight. Uh, Here's what I'm going to do. And from there, bam, I was able to be myself um, about about three to four hours out of the day. Um, I was, and then I was able to put together strategies, strategies on how to navigate medical racism, um, strategies on how to make money. Um, um, even though I couldn't work strategies on how to, um, lose weight, even though I was on meds that made you gain weight. And then finally strategies on how to thrive. Um, even though I was on medications that made you suicidal. Right. And, and I was working, I I was, um, I was a volunteer at, at Senator Raphael Warnock's campaign. And I was there with this minister and we were talking about this. She said all this anger. She's like, you know what? Um, you got a lot of anger there. Maybe you should write a book about this whole thing. And I'm like, Hey, maybe what I learned could help other people. And so that's, um, and that's why I wrote it. You know, uh, what do you do to, what do you do to navigate medical racism? How do you make money? 
um, when you're in chronic pain, you can't. Um, how do you, let's see, how do you thrive when you're on medication that makes you crazy? Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the black community stands right now. From stories about salvation. And loss. They did not love themselves enough to know their HIV status to not pass it on to me. To dreams achieved. Or still yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. We started a hospital-based violence intervention program called the IV Project, and it stands for interrupting violence in youth and young adults. To those who have been left behind. But no one talks about the survivors of the gun violence and the numbers rising because the gun violence has risen. Politically. Financially. Emotionally. Spiritually. This is where we are. This is Blackland. And one of the things that my father said to me before he passed away is like almost like a prophecy. He said that I would be helping men. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. And um, how do you lose weight when you run pain medication that makes you gain weight? Um, so that was why I wrote the book. Well, my friend, it was an incredible read. Um, how can we get in touch with you, Jackson? Okay, the best way to get in touch with me is to go to jacksondumbar.com. That's jacksondumbar.com. Uh, you can even hit me up on IG at Jack Fights Racism. Wow. Now, Jackson Dunbar, there's a contact link on your website that they can fill out a form and, and you'll respond to? Yes, yes. Cool. Uh, yes. Um, they hit that link. And once they do, if they have any questions about some of my money, because I'm really big on investing. I'm really big on investing um, because in my views, the only way that someone in chronic pain can can make money. And it's not as hard as people think. Well, that's another Um, conversation now. You know, I wanted to get through this book. I got another guest, incredible guest that I want to talk to in this other half of the hour. But the, but the most important thing, I wanted to tell this story. If you have time, love to bring you back to talk about the investment side of being able to apply oh, would, yourself and not let physicality or chronic pain or disappointment or lost dreams stop you from achieving in another area. That's another side of your life that I thought was really important. But I had never any, any, interviewed anybody who had an accident like that, still dealing with the pain today, dealt with so much denial. Mr. Dunbar, you're incredible. I appreciate you coming on the show again. His tell-all book, Race Matters and Pain Medicine by Jackson Dunbar, Esquire. And where's that website one more time as we close out the interview? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's at jacksondunbar.com. That's jacksondunbar.com or IG at Jack Fights Racism. We'll talk soon, my friend. Stay healthy. Stay healthy, okay? I appreciate you calling in on Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass. HBCUs represent black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. Registration is open to everyone. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Click My HBCU Story. Next, you can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. Then, share 
your academic or social experience at your HBCU and how attending an HBCU changed your life. We also want to hear stories if you pledged a fraternity or sorority. The goal is to use your My HBCU story to promote and uplift the HBCU brand. Your HBCU prepared you for success, and now we want everyone to read about your Black excellence. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can click My HBCU Story to share your story. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. She's on the line. She's waiting. Tracy Hudson, if you want to know about beauty, you know, like my especially skincare, that's what I brought her on the show. Skincare. I'm a man. I worry about my skin too. Maybe she can give me some advice. She deals with a lot of celebrities. I'm just a regular dude. And all my listeners are just regular people. So Tracy, help out the regular people. I know you're doing it with the celebrities, but help out the regular people. We'll be right back with more interview time spent with Tracy Hudson. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. During a conversation with speaker, author, and motivator Lisa Nichols, she talked about why she pursues abundance versus wealth. I realize that there's a complete distinction between wealth. Wealth is a unilateral conversation around money and possessions. That's wealth. And while that's an indicator of some level of success, wealth is not the ultimate indicator of success. Abundance is. Um, Abundance is not just a unilateral uh, uh, category called wealth, money, uh, and possessions. Abundance is uh, abundance in your relationships, abundant in having health wealth, abundant in having spiritual wealth, abundant in having financial wealth. It's one category of a very large picture. You can listen to this full interview with Lisa Nichols. It's available on moneymakingconversations.com. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. My guest, she's on the line, Tracy Hudson. The average American woman beauty routine exposes us to more than 150 different toxins and chemicals every single day. For Tracy Hudson skincare, that's Tracy Hudson skincare. Nothing about that is acceptable. As a celebrity esthetician, training in dermatology, working alongside a physician and dermatologist since 2006, Tracy has researched skin, educating her audience, and building an award-winning line of products. Her hands-on experience as an esthetician and trusted skincare expert has created a real-world solution, products that are formulated for different types of skin. That's important. I have oily skin, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have dry skin. Tracy has a long list of notable clients, including Monica, the singer, D.L. Hughley, the comedian, Audra Day, the singer, Anthony Anderson, the comic actor, Courtney B. Vance, the great actor, Michelle Williams, woo, singer, Salon, both of these people from Houston, Texas, Salon Knowles, Tyler, the creator, and Bisha, uh, Bisha Webb. Please welcome to Money, Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the one and only Tracy Hudson. How you doing, Tracy? Hello, good evening, I think, where you are. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm, I'm from Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. My show originates from Atlanta and, it, you know, syndicates nationally. And you, I'm assuming in Los Angeles, California? I am in L.A., yeah. So we've got about a three-hour time difference. So it's evening for you and, and maybe late afternoon for me. <laughs> Absolutely. So you, you throw out all these celebrity names. And I know I know Monica. I know D.L. I know Anthony Anderson. And I know Michelle Williams very well. And all of them have great skin. Is it because of well, you, you know, Tracy? Is it because of you? You know, you know what? Well, first of all, of course, I'm going to take one full responsibility <laughs> for that. And most of the people that you mentioned have been with me for years. Right. Monica has already really great skin. I enhance it. But um, yeah, most DL, in fact, ironically, DL just is going to be here in about 20 minutes for his treatment. Um, so please he, tell him that's my frat brother now. Please tell that's my frat brother. Uh, now. You, you got, know what? Actually, you, you know got two what? of my frat brothers. DL Hughley's a frat brother. I'll make a side five fraternity and anthony anderson is also another one of my frat brothers so just letting you, well, you know, know that, is, that is so ironic so anthony was in here yesterday um i'm and we had just uh, he keeps me they both keep me in stitches mm-hmm. um i'm trying to focus and do their skin and they're just you know they're just keeping me in, in stitches but yeah anthony was in here yesterday and deal is uh, and they're very open about sharing i have to say they're, they're i have a really great um, client base and they're, they're really just lovely. You know, I'm not doing anything highly confidential. So they're really lovely about sharing and, you know, and, and, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, 
the LOB in here in about 30 minutes. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I missed you. I'm telling you, I missed you because I left L.A. in 2005 and all the time I was rolling through Inglewood and different places trying to get, you know, trying to get my skin right. And, you know, when I say that, I mean, you know, the uh, the, uh, the the black little with the little bumps you try to get off your face, try to keep your skin, skin smooth. And so I've been this way ever since I was a toddler. I guess when I say toddler, I say about eight years old, I was always uh-huh. worried about my skin. I was always worried about how can I take care of it? Cause I didn't want acne. I didn't want bumps in my face, but somehow in my mind, it, it, it dawned on me that there was a process. And the early on when I didn't have any money, the original process was wash your face in warm water and then rinse it in cold water. The warm water opens your pores and the cold water will close the pores. Was is that correct? No. <laughs> oh my oh my god no. i've been doing it all my no, no, life no. oh my seriously no, you, Tracy. Have the, you have the you have the you have it essentially it's the concept that's a little bit off okay, um, okay. You, want, you want you want to cleanse your skin you want to there's yeah. a couple things your skin a skincare a good solid skincare routine right so you want to cleanse your skin twice a day warm water is correct warm that's fine right but and if you choose to rinse it at the very end, once your skin is clean, you want to do a cold rinse. That's not necessary, but that's perfectly fine. I mean, you were a kid, so it's, you know, sort of a... No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just let you know. Doing it as an adult today, I'm still... That's my theory. Then that's, that's why I, I want I just want to clarify because I have clients who make the mistake of washing their face with cold water. Right, And right. that's not beneficial. So, you, yeah, you want to make sure it's clean. But if, if you want to do that last rinse, like sometimes hairdressers do with the, the hair, that's perfectly fine. But and but I also, you said pores open and close. Right. They, they, pores, not, they're not, it's not a muscle. So they, and a lot of people think they open and close. They do not. So hot water does not open it and cold water does not close them. I'm, I'm I'm quiet because all my life, Tracy, I've been doing yeah. this over 50 years. Well, you're not the, I've, you're been, not, you're I've not, been washing my face like this over 50 years. Well, I, you know, your your skin, is, <laughs> is, you're, you're in a good place. It's not bad. But it's just understanding the concept. You're not, you're really not far off the mark. It's just understanding that hot water or warm water is not opening. It's not the opening and closing of but, the pores. But, uh, let me just stop you here, Tracy. This is a good conversation, first of all, because... Somewhere I read this. Now, have I not read this? Isn't this written somewhere that you that warm water opens your pores and cold cold water closes? Not any. You you know, send it to me if you find it. If you find someone who's still writing that. So what happened? But well, it was written like that at one time, right? Not to, it, it could have been. Okay. It could have been because I, I know that a lot of people. I think that skincare has evolved and skin, the education around it has evolved so much. Um, people care more about their skin. They want glowing skin. They want healthy skin. They don't want to have to. Women don't want to have to wear makeup. Women and men don't want to have to wear makeup and all that. So there's been an evolution, and so there's been a lot of correction and a lot of debunking of myths. So that is, uh, pores are not muscles. They don't open and close. There's no, you can refine them. Wow. You can make them smaller. Facials make them look smaller. Chemical pills refine them and make them smaller. Using retinol makes them look smaller. These kinds of things, you know, but they don't, it doesn't open. And if you think about it, you know, the the pores in your skin that for your sebaceous gland, they don't open and close. They can just wow, look more Tracy. refined. I'm just going to tell you, 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 you have knocked me off the horse. I'm, I'm telling sorry. you. I'm now, sorry. that's a good thing because sometimes you, you got to get information. You're telling me the truth. I bring people on the show for information and education. I brought you on the show because mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking I'm Mr. Smarty Pants. I've been doing it right all my life. So, so you know, I got, I got uh, you know, soap, you know, the, the little soap. It's a little, you know, uh, put it on my face. So what should one do? What should Rashawn McDonald do now that he knows that warm water doesn't open pores and close cold water. After you wash your face and cold water doesn't close your pores, what should I be doing when I wake up in the morning and what should I be doing when I go to sleep at night? Fantastic. Um, You want to start off cleansing your skin and you want a quality cleanser. I'm going to kind of go off off topic here a little bit and talk about how important it is to use well-formulated products. Because I heard you say a little soap in it. And that's what makes a difference in terms of making your pores look more refined. There's a difference between over-the-counter skincare, the things you buy at the grocery store, at your local drugstore, and things that are well-formulated. Um, things that are medical grade. And medical grade does not necessarily mean it's going to cost you more. 
Okay. Right. So in terms of that, that cost perception, a lot of people have tons of products under their sink. Whereas if you have a well-formulated cleanser that's been showed, that's been tailored for you. So you saw it's, it's a matter of FDA regulations, making sure that the active ingredients that are, are supposed to be in the products are in it. Over the counter, FDA does not rec- does not regulate products. They don't regulate. There's no clinical studies. They're not regulated, and they're pretty—they're not tailored. You go into the store, you buy. Nobody's there to help you, and you right. just buy whatever you buy. And a hundred people can buy that same thing, right? So you just at the top, you said you had oily skin, right? It's got dry. So would they use the same cleanser? No. Right. So yeah, I knew that for a fact. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need if you have oily skin, you need a different cleanser. Dry skin if you have acne skin. You have sensitive skin if you have aging skin. So you want things to be tailored somewhat. And at the end of the day, in terms of money, it becomes cost effective because you're not buying a bunch of things that aren't working, that that's just laying in your bathroom sink. You know, people have tons of products that they don't. I see clients all the time. And this is just working for you. And they say to me, no. And, and they go out and buy something else and something else and something else. So really kind of getting on board with a really good esthetician who can guide you along. Just like you, And I always say this, you seek a dentist for your teeth. You succeed, seek a doctor for health benefits. You, you don't kind of go to, the, you know, you might guess a little bit, go get some aspirin or something. But, you know, people are, I think, leaning into a little bit more um, finding an esthetician to guide them along so that their skin looks great and then they can focus on on doing their job. Well, you know, uh, Tracy, first of all, thank you for calling in on the show. And, I, you know, I, you know, this has been an eye opener for me because of the fact that, you know, I, um, you know, I have facial hair. Sometimes I have a beard. Sometimes I have, right now I have a goatee, uh, Van Dyke, as uh-huh. they say. And so, so that means sometimes my facial, my face is pretty much covered. Right now I have a Van Dyke, so my skin is partially exposed and so i have so i'm dealing with that because when you know when you have a beard you know you, you dead skin and all that stuff you have to deal with so do you deal with individuals who have hair on their face are you dealing with clean uh people who have clean faces or how do anthony 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 comes in yes yes he's got a full bit yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have clients who have absolutely, you know, and you'll and I, I, you know, again, they're very generous and and I'm so appreciative, but they allow me to share their services, and you'll see me go through his beard, right? You know, I actually go through it and make sure the skin underneath the beard mm. is treated. Yeah, so you know, we don't. I don't like to admit that part, you know. So I right. go through. And so you're not just worried health. about the uncovered part. You deal with the just the the beard and all those elements. Why not? The same with the same with any of my clients. Right. You know, any of my clients with facial hair. You know, I always say to my male clients, the way come in with your face the way you normally wear it. So you don't have to shave for your facial appointment, for example. Come in with it the way you normally normally you can freshly shave shave that morning the areas that you normally shave. Well, this is her, Tracy Hutchins. She's an avid tennis player who enjoys cooking, hiking, fitness, and traveling. In December of 2023, Tracy received the prestigious Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award from the United States President, Mr. Joseph Biden. We'll be right back to learn more, because you already know, if you're listening to the show, Rashawn has, as they said, the rock has fell on my head, and now I'm a lot smarter. This has been a great show so far, and we're going to continue it after the break. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with attorney, arbitrator, author, and Emmy-nominated host of Divorce Court, Judge Faith Jenkins. Judge Faith Jenkins shares why it may be beneficial to add your own perspective and opinion to your position. What would happen with someone's case would literally depend on who got their case. So if I got a case and it was a young you know, person from Harlem, I would have a different perspective than a lot of my colleagues. So it was very important for me to add my perspective to that job. So when it came time to calling on me for television, they were looking for people like me right. who could add a different perspective and opinion when giving analysis on these cases. If you want to listen to this full interview with Judge Faith Jenkins, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com. Welcome back to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I have the one and only skin expert, Tracy Hudson, on the call. Tracy, you're a motivator, too. You, you, you know, I, I, I've read quotes. I look at your social media. You, you, motivation is really part of your whole, um, 
influence as well as skin care, as well as getting it right, getting people's life right, both men and women. Why is that? Yeah. You know, I think I've been doing this for almost two two decades. Um, and when people lay on the table, you know, they you know, they, there's a sharing. And, you know, over the years, um, you where I can help, I always want to help. And a lot of times it's that self-care piece. It's that wellness piece. You know, I, I'm not a therapist. You know, I have limitations, but where I can, I will and I do. And a lot of times when we, for example, we exercise and we eat right, you know, we can start to feel better. And then we can deal with some of the other things we have going on in our life a lot better. So, you know, motivating people to exercise um, and exercise ties into skincare, keeps think, keeps it's anti-aging, keeps your skin tight and firm, you know, and, and on your face, your neck and the rest of your body. So it all ties in for me. And, you know, we, we when, you, when you look good, you do good, you feel good. Right? Absolutely. We have a call here, Tracy. So, yeah. Donna, she has a call about skincare. How are you doing, Donna? Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. What is your question? Hi. How are you? I um, my question is about natural things, such as like sea moss and aloe vera. What do you think about that for using on your, as part of your skincare? I, you know, I keep aloe vera. I keep I keep a fresh plant on hand. I'm a big fan of aloe vera. Um, it's very calming. It's dehydrating. Um, it helps to recover and rehab the skin. I use it on an as needed basis. Um, it's not it's not a regular part of my skincare. I use it on my clients sometimes as needed. Um, those are wonderful things to have on have on hand. Those are great toys. Um, I think the other thing you asked me about was um, sea moss, and I, I have some of that in my refrigerator. I don't use it on my skin, but I do take it. Well, that's something that is something you take you consume. Yeah, I consume sea moss. Yes. Uh, Donna? Yeah, you can buy. Yeah, you can purchase. You can purchase it at any. Yes, I do. I consume um, sea moss as well, but I do a facial like once in a blue moon. I'll do a facial like say maybe once every two months, every three months, and it does have a, a firming effect. And once I rinse it off, it does uh, make my skin feel wonderful. My skin feels refreshed, and I just want to make sure I, you know everything that's natural sometimes it's not good for you internally or externally that's why i want to check like what's the i'm um, like is it okay i know CMOS is okay to, to ingest but how about also putting on your skin now uh, my guess would be that you have pretty good skin because and and my, that is CMOS to put on your skin if it's working for you it's perfectly fine one of the things that i don't do um, unless I deem something is harmful, that, that, that adage is it's not broken. You know, so if you're loving your skin, use sea moss. If there's nothing in it that's going to be damaging or harmful to your skin long-term, enjoy it. But in terms of seeing tangible changes in your skin, that's where it's going to fall short. That's where typically natural products fall short. And that's why I lean on products that have more active ingredients. So when you want to... Uh, you know, brighten the skin. If you're dealing with hyperpigmentation and dark marks, if you're dealing with acne, you're going to be very limited with natural, really natural products. Donna, I'm going to let you go because I know you're driving, your car sound is starting to consume. Yes, but thank you so much. That was, thank you. Oh, but call again. I appreciate you taking the time because she had on the streets out there trying to get the information, get her face right. Now, here's, yes, the, here's the thing, Tracy. We all get suckered into this. Okay, we go on vacation. Go on vacation. And then you go down to the little gym area and they have this little, all these little cars. You can get a masseuse, a massage. You can get a facial and all that stuff. What is the purpose of a facial? So the purpose of a facial is many. Um, I guess that there's different levels to the type. If you go on vacation, it's probably just a relaxing, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's blood surgery. The massage is very anti-aging because right. it's stimulating the, the blood flow on, on their skin, moving the tissue around. You know, people think it's just a feel-good thing, but it's actually very beneficial. So it's deep cleansing their skin. You know, it's anti-aging. It feels good. It's relaxing. It's de-stressing. All those things. But then there's the type of facials that I do, that which are more results-oriented. So my facials are not. There, you know, I try to strike a balance so my clients are relaxed, but my, I'm more about the results and actually making tangible changes to the skin. Well, here's the thing. Okay. This is your boy, Rashawn McDonald, talking to you, Tracy. 
I go okay. out there, you know, I've, I've had the, the little lamp on me, you know, the lamp's supposed to do something to my face. I've had the, mm-hmm. I had the person take their fingers and massage my face really hard. I've had the person, you know, on my nose, you know, pushing little things around on my nose, supposed to be making my nose smoother and all that good stuff. Is it about consistently doing it and not all this once a quarter or once a month or once a, a half a year doing it? That's my problem. Or if I do need to do it consistently or anybody who's listening should be doing facial care consistently, what is the pattern and what we should we follow up? Um, I, you know, I think that I have clients that come in once a month. I have clients that come in once a quarter. I'm going to go back to products because the products are something that you use every day. So elevating your products to something that, that has higher active ingredients. Because imagine if you come in and you get a facial once a month, right? right? And you have that. That's Rishon. That's Rishon coming in, trying to get, trying to get all those years removed off my face with a facial. Mm -hmm. So, so your skin looks good for what? A week, two weeks. Just like she said, you know, I feel my, 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 my skin is like tight. It is, it feels fresh. And then I just walk away. For how, for how long, for how long, for how long after your treatment? You know what I'm saying? About it, but I, I want to tell you, cause about an hour, about an hour, it, it, it feels like it's back to normal because you Right. Know. So then that speaks to a couple of things. The, the type of, of facial you're having. Most of my clients maintain their results mm-hmm. without even using my products for a week. Wow. So if you're talking about, that's a different kind of facial, right? And that's pretty standard. People, you, you know, the next day you get a facial and you don't look like it. Are, you don't look well, like, well, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, Tracy, because I'm really enjoying this conversation because, you know, you've seen people with the cucumbers over their eyes. You've seen people with the, I guess, the masks, the, like the green mask. I've had that. So that does last longer. That does last longer. And, but I'm a person that goes out in the, streets i go out in the sun i you know I'm, I'm very active and so i you know i'll sweat and so so i'm not a person that stays in air condition that long so if you give me a facial i'm immediately go out into the elements and just start living my life like i normally do but i i will not denounce the value of a facial i would never say that the value of a facial makes me enjoy my life and also i feel has lengthened the quality of my looks physically because I've done that, uh-huh. but but it is tied to the type of facial that you get, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's different types and there's different levels. So you know, yeah, um, and yeah. If you go on out into the elements after a facial, you just want to make sure you ha- you protect your skin. And you're wearing sunscreen, right? Because it's really sensitive. Once you finish a, a facial, your skin is really exposed, correct? Yeah. Wow. Well, as we wrap this call up, how can we get in touch with you, Tracy? I want to bring you back with summer's coming. And that's when we need to have you. That's when people go out there, ignore sunscreen, ignore any elements of skin care and ongoing um, procedures that can make their face look look fantastic a lot longer. How do we get in touch with you and uh, what type of products are you having available out there? I have a full line available. And again, obviously, it's medical grade, very active and active ingredients. Um, but I, you can find me at Tracy Hudson skincare, um, on Instagram and that way you can actually see my work and, you know, some of the things that I share. Um, my website is Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y-S-P-A.com, TracySpa.com. Well, Tracy, thank you for spending, taking the time. You, you, I, I hope you enjoyed my interview to want to come back. Cause I want to bring you back this summer. Cause we need you. We need you. You've already, you already fixed your boy. Because your boy won't be doing well, the hot and cold no more. The hot and cold no more. It don't work. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be exciting to see some of, the, some of the changes you decide to make with your skin. <laughs> I want to I hear how it's doing. You got to. I, 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 I want to hear. hear. And you know I'm going to be honest. That, and you know I'm going to be honest with you. Honest. I want to hear that you got better products. <laughs> and I want to hear that you're wearing sunscreen on a regular basis. Right. I want to hear some talk about maybe some exfoliation too. All those big words I'm going to bring into my vocabulary. Exfoliation. Woo! She really doing me big now. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Thank you. Please tell my frat brother, D.L. Ugly hi, okay? I will. Glow on. Thank you.
Bye. Bye Bye-bye. As host of Money Making Conversations Masterclass, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint because it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. The show Money Making Conversations Masterclass interviews CEOs, small business owners, influencers, and celebrities. They share financial and career success tips that you can only hear in the Money Making Conversations Masterclass show. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the black community stands right now. From stories about salvation and loss. I loved a person who had an HIV diagnosis. To dreams achieved. Or yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. I sat down with a therapist and I began my journey. To those left behind. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.